0: chapter thirty seven of Snarleyow by frederick marriott this librivox recording is in the public domain in which mr vanslyperken drives a very hard bargain we will be just and candid in our opinion relative to the historical facts which we are now narrating party spirit and various other feelings independent of misrepresentation do at the time induce people to form their judgment to say the best harshly and but too often incorrectly it is for posterity to calmly weigh the evidence handed down and to examine into the merits of a case divested of party bias actuated by these feelings we do not hesitate to assert that in the point at question Mr. Vanslyperken had great cause for being displeased, and that the conduct of Moggy Salisbury in cutting off the tail of Snarleyow was, in our opinion, not justifiable. There is a respect for property inculcated and protected by the laws which should never be departed from, and whatever may have been the aggressions on the part of mr vanslyperken or of the dog. Still, a tail is a tail, and whether mangy or not, is bona fide a part of the living body. And this aggression must inevitably come under the head of the cutting and maiming act. Which act, however, it must, with the same candour which will ever guide our pen, be acknowledged, was not passed until a much later period than that to the history of which our narrative refers. Having thus, with all deference, offered our humble opinion, we shall revert to facts. Mr. Vanslyperken went on shore with the dog's tail in his pocket. He walked with rapid strides towards the half-way houses in one of which was the room tenanted by his aged mother. For, to whom else could he apply for consolation in this case of severe distress? That it was Moggy Salisbury who gave the cruel blow was a fact completely substantiated by evidence, but that it was Smallbones who held the dog, and who thereby became an active participator, and therefore equally culpable, was a surmise to which the insinuations of the corporal had given all the authority of direct evidence, and as Mr. Vanslyperken felt that Moggy was not only out of his power, but even if in his power that he dare not retaliate upon her, for reasons which we have already explained to our readers, it was, therefore, clear to him that Smallbones was the party upon whom his indignation could be the most safely vented, and, moreover, that in so doing he was only paying off a long accumulating debt of hatred and ill-will, but at the same time, Mr. Vanslyperken had made up his mind that a lad who could be floated out to the nab-buoy and back again without sinking, who could have a bullet through his head without a mark remaining, and who could swallow a whole 2 penny worth of arsenic without feeling more than a twinge in his stomach, was not so very easy to be made away with. That the corporal's vision was no fiction was evident the lad was not to be hurt by mortal man but although the widow's arsenic had failed mr vanslyperken in his superstition accounted for it on the grounds that the woman was not the active agent on the occasion having only prepared the herring it not having been received from her hands by smallbones the reader may recollect that in the last interview between vanslyperken and his mother The latter had thrown out hints that if she took Smallbones in hand, he would not have such miraculous escapes as he had had, as, in all she undertook, she did her business thoroughly. Bearing this in mind, Mr. Vanslyperken went to pour forth his sorrows, and to obtain the assistance of his much to be respected and venerable mother. Well, child, what is it? Is it money you bring? cried the old woman when vanslyperken entered the room no mother replied vanslyperken throwing himself on the only chair in the room except the one with the legs cut off half-way up upon which his mother was accustomed to rock herself before the grate no mother but i have brought something and i come to you for advice and assistance brought no money yet brought something "'Well, child, what have you brought?' "'This!' exclaimed Vanslyperken, throwing the dog's tail down upon the table. "'This!' repeated the old beldame, lifting up the tail and examining it as well as she could, as the vibration of her palsied members was communicated to the article. And pray, child, what is this?' "'Are you blind, old woman?' Replied Vanslyperken in wrath, not to perceive that it is my poor dog's tail? Blind old woman! and dog's tail? eh? Blind old woman, eh? Mr. Cornelius, you dare to call me a blind old woman, and to bring here the mangy tail of a dog, and to lay it on my table? Is this your duty, sirrah? How dare you take such liberties? There, sir! cried the hag in a rage catching hold of the tail and sending it flying out of the casement which was open there sir and now you may follow your tail d'ye hear leave the room instantly or i'll cleave your craven skull blind old woman forsooth undutiful child vanslyperken in spite of his mother's indignation could not prevent his eyes from following the tail of his dog as it sailed through the ambient air surrounding the half-way houses, and was glad to observe it landed among some cabbage-leaves thrown into the road without attracting notice. Satisfied that he should regain his treasure when he quitted the house, he now turned round to deprecate his mother's wrath, who had not yet completed the sentence which we have quoted above. I supplicate your pardon, my dear mother, said Vanslyperken who felt that in her present humor he was not likely to gain the point with her that he had in contemplation. I was so vexed, so irritated, that I knew not what I was saying. Blind old woman indeed, repeated the beldame. I again beg you to forgive me, dearest mother, continued Vanslyperken. All about a dog's tail cut off better off than on, so much the less mange on the snarling cur. This was touching up Vanslyperken on the raw, but he had a great object in view, and he restrained his feelings. I was wrong, mother, very wrong, but I have done all I can. I have begged your pardon. I came here for your advice and assistance. What advice or assistance can you expect from a blind old woman? retorted the old hag, and what advice or assistance does so undutiful a child deserve? It was some time before the ruffled temper of the Beldame could be appeased. At last Vanslyperken succeeded. He then entered into a detail of all that had passed, and concluded by observing that as Smallbones was not to be injured by mortal man, he had come to her for assistance that is to say you have come to me to ask me to knock the lad's brains out to take away his life to murder him in fact say cornelius is it not so it is exactly so my dearest mother i know your courage Your yes yes i understand all that but now hear me child there are deeds which are done and which i have done but those deeds are only done upon strong impulses murder is one but people murder for two reasons only for revenge and for gold people don't do such acts as are to torture their minds here and perhaps be punished hereafter that is if there be one child i say people don't do such deeds as these merely because a graceless son comes to them and says if you please mother do you understand that child "'I've blood enough on my hands already. "'Good blood, too. "'They are not defiled with the scum of a parish boy, "'nor shall they be without.' "'Without what, mother?' "'Have I not told you, Cornelius, "'that there are but two great excitements? "'Revenge and gold. "'I have no revenge against the lad. "'If you have, if you consider that a dog's tail demands a human victim, "'well and good.' Do the deed yourself. I would, cried Vanslyperken, but I have tried in vain. It must be done by woman. Then hear me, Cornelius. If it must be done by woman, you must find a woman to do it, and you must pay her for the deed. Murder is at a high price. You apply to me, I am content to do the deed. But I must have gold, and plenty, too. Vanslyperken paused before he replied. The old woman had charge of all his money. She was on the verge of the grave. For what could she require his gold? Could she be so foolish? It was all insanity. Vanslyperken was right. It was insanity. For avarice is no better. Do you mean, mother, replied Vanslyperken, that you want gold for me? "'From whom else?' demanded the old woman sharply. "'Take it, then, mother. Take as many pieces as you please.' "'I must have all that there is in that chest, Cornelius.' "'All, mother?' "'Yes, all. And what is it, after all? "'What price is too high for blood which calls for retribution?' "'Besides, Cornelius, it must be all yours again when I die.' but i shall not die yet no no well mother replied vanslyperken if it must be so it shall all be yours not that i can see what difference it makes whether it is called yours or mine then why not give it freely why do you hesitate to give it to your poor old mother what may be again yours before the leaf again falls ask yourself why cornelius and then you have my answer the gold is here in my charge, but it is not my gold, it is yours. You little think how often I've laid in bed and longed that it was all mine. Then I would count it, count it again and again, watch over it, not as I do now as a mere deposit in my charge, but as a mother would watch and smile upon her first-born child.' there is a talisman in that word mine that not approaching death can wean from life it is our nature's child say then is all that gold mine vanslyperken paused he also felt the magic of the word and although it was but a nominal and temporary divestment of the property even that gave him a severe struggle But his avarice was overcome by his feelings of revenge, and he answered solemnly, "'As I hope for revenge, mother, all that gold is yours, provided that you do the deed.' Here the old hag burst into a sort of shrieking laugh. "'Send him here, child!' And the almost unearthly cacination was continued. "'Send him here, child. I can't go to seek him.' And it is done. Only bring him here. So soon as this compact had been completed, Vanslyperken and his mother had a consultation, and it was agreed that it would be advisable not to attempt the deed until the day before the cutter sailed, as it would remove all suspicion and be supposed that the boy had deserted. This arrangement having been made, Vanslyperken made rather a hasty retreat. The fact was that he was anxious to recover the fragment of snarleyyow which his mother had so contemptuously thrown out of the casement. End of chapter thirty seven. Recording by Arnold Banner, Thurmond, North Carolina.